week four of the NBA season is going down. And as promised, we are here to support you in your quest for fantasy basketball domination. Welcome to the Game Pick Fantasy Basketball Show. I am your host, Robin Marks. You can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game Pick Podcast. If you love fantasy basketball, fantasy sports in general, please consider subscribing. We release new episodes every single week. And before I move on, please stick around until the end, because if you miss any of these nuggets, you might very well lose your matchup this week. So really quick, I got to say that this week has been insane. I kind of won a bunch of games after losing a lot of games in the first week, but the Game Pick podcast TikTok just exploded this week. Like we got a bunch of new followers, uh, started responding to video um, comments through through replies, which has always worked well um, on the platform. But because the season is new, I guess the algorithm just started picking it up. So we got a bunch of new people. So if you are joining us as a new member of the community through TikTok, welcome to Game Pick. We're so blessed and so excited and happy to have you here. And again, like I said at the beginning, we want to see you dominate your fantasy basketball league this year. With no further ado, we're just going to jump right in to the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're going to jump into news and injuries. Okay, so for news and injuries, the first thing I want to talk about is Chris Duarte from the Indiana Pacers. He has an ankle injury, and he's going to be out probably until November 5th. Not many people are crazy about Chris Duarte, but it's worth noting because it could increase usage for some of the other Indiana Pacers players, um, specifically Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of people in the community have been asking me what I think about Tyrese, especially in points leagues, is he still as valuable as he is in category leagues? Listen, I was not high on Tyrese Halliburton going into the season, right? He was going in the first round in many drafts, and I was kind of like, what the heck is going on here? Like, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is great and a really good contributor, but is he a first round value? So, um, I don't know how it's going to play out. I know he's having a pretty decent season so far in both categories and uh, points leagues. So I would keep my ear to the street, see what happens, and decide you know how you want to proceed with him. But Chris Duarte being out could impact him. The next one is a big one. Rudy Gobert is out with COVID-19. Not going to do any COVID-19 jokes, obviously, uh, but we know that Rudy Gobert and his role in the entire um, narrative surrounding COVID-19 with the NBA is important to note, but here he is with COVID and he's going to be out until November 9th. What does that mean? It means that Carl Anthony Towns, what people have been kind of waiting for and yearning for with Cat, him getting some of that, you know, typical Carl Anthony Towns production might be on the horizon for him. Um, So I would keep an eye on it. November 9th is not too far away, but it's worth noting that Rudy Gobert is going to be out. Next up is Ben Simmons. It's not a long-term injury. It's kind of a, a I guess, ticky-tack, you know, banged-up kind of deal. He's he's coming up as a game-time decision, but the man hasn't played in so many games. Like, I have him in a bunch of leagues. I'm, like, getting worried. Like, the production itself of him on the court has been lackluster, to say the least. 
Um, but now with the injuries, it's kind of like, oh my God, like, did I make a mistake grabbing him in those, you know, middle rounds? I know I was reaching for him maybe in the eighth round, seventh or eighth round, I was able to grab Ben Simmons, but it has not come to fruition yet what I expected. So I'm hoping that he can do something. But as of right now, in terms of um, Ben Simmons, Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Yeah, sad to say, sad to say. Okay, this one is another big one. James Harden, y'all. James Harden is out with a foot injury. He will be out at least until December 12th. It's going to be about a month. This is huge news. So I have a bunch of people in the community who want to know what to do with Harden. Should I trade Harden? You know, should I try to move him? What do I do with Harden? And many of us in the fantasy community are impulsive. We make decisions based on, you know, recent news, you know, recency bias, et cetera, like what's happening now, injuries. And with a player like James Harden, if you have him on your team, chances are you secured him through a high draft pick. You got him in the first round, maybe I've, I've seen him go as high as four, maybe six, seven, eight, whatever, wherever you got him, you got him in the first round. So you spent that you know, draft capital on him. And now you're talking about trading him. If you trade him now, you're selling on him low. We don't sell low in fantasy. So unfortunately, you're going to have to ride it out. I have some uh, James Harden stock. I'm going to be riding out the storm and just waiting for him to come back. In the meantime, if you can uh, make a move to grab a D'Anthony Melton, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on, you got to make that move if he's still available. And if you have Tyrese Maxey, that would be a blessing for you that you're going to get some extra value for old Tyrese. Um, next up is, oh, I don't want to say Kawhi Leonard again, but I got to say Kawhi Leonard, y'all. It's every week, man. I keep talking about it. And like, you know, my my um, thumbnail for my last video was a, a picture of Kawhi Leonard <laughs> sleeping on a bed, uh, you know, and, you know, the injury now is, is actually a knee injury. It's not a resting situation. But like I said at the beginning of the fantasy draft season, when I was doing all of those mock drafts, people were asking me, like, Robin, why are you so hard on Kawhi? Like, why don't you, like, you're crazy. Like, he's like, you're getting first round value in the third round. So many people were on the like on the hilltops, on the rooftops, like screaming and yelling about Kawhi Leonard and how I was undervaluing him. First, I'll say that all of this stuff is a bit opinion-based. You could use as many statistics as you want, but if someone gets injured the next day, the statistics are null and void. It doesn't matter anymore, right? So like you, you drafted him, he did great. God forbid he got injured. And when he got injured, his value disappeared because he was no longer available. For a player like Kawhi Leonard, man, it's heartbreaking, man. It's like, I keep saying it, he is the godfather, the forefather, the pioneer of load management. And now after having about a year to heal from this injury, he's going to be out until November 12th. So he's on the list again. We'll see how many times he'll be on the list. I think every episode this season, this is week four, he's been on every single injury report. The next one is another doozy. Cameron Johnson is out with a knee injury. He's going to be out until December 12th. And, you know, they're, they're kind of 
thin right now, uh, the Phoenix Suns. I would say some of the players that you might have on your team, like the Mikhail Bridges of the world, the Chris Pauls, might see an uptick in usage. But I'm not really running to the waiver wire to grab anybody with um, Cameron Johnson's injury. And then the last one is Pascal Siakam. This one is sad because Pascal, I'm not a big fan. I'll say that. Like, I, I, I wasn't high on him in draft season. Um, and even when he came out of the gates firing on all cylinders, I was not really believing it. I was like, no, not him, right? But he 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 proved that he was one of the top guys in fantasy over the first few weeks, and then he had a critical injury, a groin injury. And those, you know, soft muscle tissue injuries can be tricky, man. So they're saying he's going to be out until November 23rd, but who knows? Uh, with Pascal being out, uh, I would say it's it's worth your time to check out Maybe Chris Boucher, maybe even Precious Achua, Achua, right? And see if, you know, you can get some value from them in his absence. But um, it's really sad that he's out and I hope he he comes back really soon. Okay, so the next segment that we want to go into is waiver wire targets. The first guy I want to talk about is Marcus Morris from the Clippers. So I get the, the Morris brothers mixed up sometimes, man. Is the one Joker hit? Is it this one? Is it that one? Whatever. Um, but with Kawhi being out and also, uh, you know, Paul George is resting some games. You know, he's getting his rest on as well. It's it's, it's a whole culture, right? If, if Kawhi is there, people are resting. Um, Marcus Morris has some value. Um, I think there was some kind of an altercation recently with him and Zach Collins. So be mindful of that. I don't know the details on that at the time of recording this, but I would say not just for this week four, that he's someone that might be a constant fill in for your waiver wire um, and streaming strategies. The next person is DeAnthony Melton. I talked about him a little earlier. Guys, if DeAnthony Melton is on your on your waiver wire stop this video pause it i'll wait and go grab him doesn't matter how many games whatever when you grab him just go grab him if he's available whenever you watch this video if you see him on your waiver wire go grab DeAnthony melton next up is larry nash jr larry nash jr is slowly but surely creeping up on Jonas valachunas's value like it's clear that they want to play him um, in New Orleans, and he's getting a lot of burn right now. So it's someone that's worth testing. Like grab Larry Nance. I have him in a bunch of leagues just to kind of see what happens. If you remember in his Cleveland days, when he gets the playing time, he produces. Like he is a producer in fantasy when he gets the playing time. The issue in his current situation is that there was no playing time. And now for some reason, they're making some adjustments and they're getting him in the game. So I'd keep an eye on that. The next person we want to talk about is Jalen McDaniels. Tons of value right now. Um, so I would take a look at that. Also, Zach Collins from San Antonio and Jeremy Sohan from San Antonio. Two guys that, you know, maybe in a, a bigger league, like a 14-man league, might be worth taking a look at to hold for long term. But for right now, uh, 12-man league, I would just grab him and grab those two guys and see what happens if they're available and work for your team. But you know what's working for my team? Owner's Box. Owner's Box is the official sponsor of the Game Pick Podcast, and we want to highlight their new one-of-a-kind fantasy sports format, Lightning Lineups. All you have to do is spin, pick, and win. Let me explain. The game is super simple. All you have to do 
is pick the lineup that you think will score the most fantasy points. When you start the game, you'll see three sets of lineups with three players each. If you don't like the options presented to you, pick brand new lineups by spinning the lightning lineups button. Think hitting the slots in Vegas. It gives you that kind of a feel. You can spin as many times as you want until you find the team that you like. After you pick, you can line up even more and add more lineups to increase your payouts. Finally, choose your desired entry amount and watch live as your team racks up points. It's as easy as spin, pick, win. Sign up right now and use the promo code Game Pick Podcast. Owner's Box will match your first deposit up to $500. Yes, $500. It's one of the largest deposit matches in the daily fantasy industry. Do not miss out. To sign up, just download the Owner's Box app on Android or iOS. And don't forget to use the promo code Game Pick Podcast. Next up, we're about to let the water flow. We're going to talk about the stream team. So I'm going to do a whole episode about streaming. I keep talking about it. I think this is the second week in a row that I've talked about it, Um, but definitely something that I have to do. We are very, very close to hitting our um, watch time goal for us to get the channel monetized. So if you guys are supporters of Game Pick Podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could just go check out some of our playlists on our long form content, not our shorts. Don't look at shorts because our shorts don't work towards our monetization watch time. If you could, our fantasy basketball TV um, playlist is really dope. You can also check out our mock draft playlist. Just take time. You can even play it while you're at work in the background. It's all good. Like I just want to make sure you guys know that it's really important that we hit that goal that we set for ourselves about a year ago when we started this channel. So now let's talk about streaming. Um, I'm going to do the episode, like I said, but for right now, streaming is basically you taking your top, your bottom one or two players and dropping them as, as needed to fill in those holes in your roster. So some of the people you go against week to week might have more players playing on certain days. To kind of balance that out and offset what's happening, you can use a streaming strategy. You could stream in players from the waiver wire daily even so you can compete with your um, opponents. With that said, let's talk about the days this week that we can stream and the days that we can't stream. We're looking for days that have low volume games, a low volume number of games, right? So um, if they're 15 games happening, you can't stream because you're going to look at your roster and see that there are going to be people on your bench that you don't even have a spot for. So we're going to be looking for those um, days that have maybe eight or less games, eight to seven games, um, so we can stream. So Monday, we have 15 games. Big day in the NBA, no streaming. Tuesday is election day, so there will be no games happening in the NBA. We can't stream. We're not even playing fantasy. We're taking the day off. So set your lineups for the whole week on Tuesday. If you're an ESPN player, especially do it that day. Yahoo. I know you can do like an auto setup. That's fine. Sleeper, the works. Make sure Tuesday you guys are using to set your lineups if you haven't um, done so already. Wednesday, 
13 games. It'll be really hard to stream. So no streaming on Wednesday. Now for Thursday, there are four games. Yes, we can stream. On Friday, eight games. Yes, we can stream. Saturday, eight games. Yes, we can stream. And Sunday, seven games. Yes, we can stream. There are two teams that have three optimal games. These games being games that are falling on those um, low-volume streaming days. So these are the teams, two teams, the Sixers and the Wizards. So here's the stream team from those two teams. For the Sixers, and this is like, I got to have a sip of coffee because I'm about to throw up in my mouth a little bit on this one. (sighs) Okay, so the first guy from the Sixers is Montrez Harrell. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. The good news is he played 29 minutes on November 4th versus the Knicks, which is a great sign. I don't know if that will be a a sustained workload for him, but it's worth noting. Uh, George Niang is another person from the Sixers. Again, not very excited about that. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. But the next guy is interesting, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is averaging 28 minutes per game. And if you know me in fantasy, I'm all about opportunity, guys having minutes to be in the game to actually put up those stats. And, and Tucker is known for his defensive skills. So you might get some you know, steals, some blocks. It's nothing sexy when it comes to points league specifically, but you never know. And also, P.J. Tucker has been known to knock down a three or two. <laughs> Next up from the Wizards is Rui Hachimura. Again, not somebody I'm super excited about. Rui gets tons of minutes, just does not produce, but he is playing three optimal games for week four. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Uh, Next up is Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin is from the G League, y'all. He was playing in the G League last year, and now he's getting a little bit of run with the Wizards. On November 6th, He scored nine points, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, and one block. I'm crazy about the mystery of Jordan Goodwin. He hasn't gotten into the game much this year, but with that last performance, I think that the coaching staff over in Washington might give him a little extra run. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Okay. Next up, we're going to go right into the Q&A. From, from our Discord group. So every week I ask the Discord group, hey, send me your questions and I'll answer them on the show. So we got a couple of questions that we want to share with you. Let's go ahead and get right into it. So the first one is from Yonkers Bonkers. Yonkers Bonkers wants to know, uh, that's Franz Wagner, Desmond Bain, Andrew Wiggins in a trade for Zion and Vassell. <laughs> Let me get a sip of this coffee. Give me a minute, y'all. Okay. Let me see. So Wagner, Bain, and Wiggins for Zion and Vassell. So I I feel like three for two is a lot there. And also the fact that Zion has this injury history. He also, you know, has been day-to-day a couple of times this week. I have some concerns about it. I do think. Bain is super valuable. I think Wiggins is super valuable. I love Wagner. And um, I think Vassell on the other side is a, a, a young asset, a young, valuable asset. 
Um, for me, my heart wants to go with Zion, though, because I think Zion has, like, top 10 upside. Like, he could be one of the best players in fantasy. So I really like the idea of taking Zion. So if I'm making this, if I made this offer, I would take the Zion and Vassell side. Next up is Legit BK. He says, talk about the Dynasty Academy League and what's a terrible trade and a good trade because some people don't know how to trade. So if you know um, anything, you know that I'm in a bunch of leagues. One of my leagues, my home leagues, is called the Academy League. It is a a um, Dynasty League that we've had for, I want to say, six years or something like that. And one of my league mates, honestly, I, 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 I dropped in the comments, is this Justin? I think it might be Justin, but I'm not even sure which one of my league mates it is, right? But he wants to know, uh, just talk about the Academy League. So basically, one of my favorite leagues, I'm going to share with you guys my team. It is an eight-man league, so I have a really stacked team, but I'll share with you. I got Garland, Levine, Wagner, Porzingis, Carl Anthony Towns, Desmond Bain, uh, Shingun, Mobley, Doncic, uh, Doncic, Booker, Collins, John Collins, that is, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Matherin, uh, I just grabbed Melton. Ingram, Kyrie, Harden, Holmgren, Durant. I'm like, I'm cleaning up over there. Um, so I got a bunch of championships over there. I made a lot of moves. Like I, dr- I actually traded for Luca when Luca was a rookie. I gave up. I want to say Demar Derozan at the time. Demar Derozan was killing, and I I watched Luca play, and I was like, man, I'm I'm about to send all. I think I offered like Derozan and something else. People were like, what are you doing? Let's veto that. I was like, nah, I want to do the deal. I want to do the deal in dynasty um so what what would i say some of these trades that i got yo i want to pull them up but they're like really bad i got some of my league mates who send such trash offers and i'm not going to go into the specifics because you know just in the spirit of saving time but i would say that when you're making offers it's okay to lowball but lowball you know with some respect like don't send like yo i'll send you alpha and shingun for the joker like don't do stuff like that because that's those kind of trades like i hope he just makes a mistake and accepts it that's like when people send seth curry right so like you'll be like you know the guy's a steph curry fan you send him a bunch of trades bunch of trades and you sneak in seth curry he sees s curry oh i'm accepted good gotcha like come on we don't want to make deals like that so i would say for the academy league we definitely have some low ballers. I'm one of them, but I always send low ball offers that are stacked low ball offers. So I'll send like three players for one. You know what I'm saying? They're just not three dope players. So, you know, just make sure you're mindful of that when you're making those trades. So that way you're not like wasting people's time. Um, and also one quick note on trades. If people send you trades, please decline the trades if you don't want them. Like that's the worst. Like when you send somebody an offer and it just sits there, you don't know what's happening. Just decline the offer if you if you don't want to do business. And also if you want to do business, send a counter offer. Okay. So next question is from Alex Caruso Lover. He said, should I trade Russell Westbrook? Absolutely. Absolutely. If If Russ goes off and has a big game, Take advantage of that. See if you can move him. See if someone will bite. I, I'm all in on moving Russell Westbrook. This one is from my man Swafalot49. Swafalot is an OG of the community. Again, we've just been around for about a year, but Swafalot, I believe, has been with us almost day one. So big respect to you, my brother. He asks, Maxi or DeJounte Murray? Um, a couple of weeks ago, that would have been, a couple of days ago, I should say, that would have been easy before the Harden injury. Now, it's interesting. Um, I would say DeJounte Murray, though. I watched him the other night. Um, shoot, I don't remember who they were playing. 
But it was it was a showdown. It, I think it went to overtime or something like that. And Dejounte Murray took over, yo. It wasn't even like a Trey Young thing. It was like Dejounte Murray was like really um, in control. So I think that there, you know, there's a lot of room for him to grow in Atlanta. And if you know, last season when he had that really big um, fantasy performance last year or that season of production his usage was not super high. So he didn't have the highest usage. So that's something to be really mindful of, that he doesn't need to have the ball in his hand for him to succeed. Um, the next question is from Baller. He says, when is LaMelo coming back? LaMelo could come back any day, but he's scheduled, on, according to CBS Injury Report, to come back November 9th. So LaMelo could be back soon. We, we hope he is. I know many of us invested a lot of draft capital and it's killing us right now. Remember, guys, this is the this is very early in the season. Like if even if you guys are down 0203, don't panic. You just need a good run. Once you get healthy, you'll be okay. Next question comes from Asian Kid 48. He's asking SGA for Jalen Brown and Pirtle or Jalen Brown and Vassell. So I'm not trading SJ for either of those. I love Jalen Brown. I think he's dope. But SGA is one of the top performers in fantasy basketball right now. Like, don't mistake it. Like, I saw the stats, and I and I thought to myself, like, he's just having a good start to the season. Like, whatever. Then I watched the game. I watched the game. I sat in the couch, watched the game with my son. SGA is for real, y'all. He's, you know, we talk about the leaps, like players taking a leap. He has clearly taken a leap. And what I'm watching, very similar to, like I said, what I saw with Luca years before Luca was Luca, watching him play the way he was playing against these guys, he looked like that kid on the AAU team who has been playing basketball since he was two, and he's just running circles around the competition. He is for real, y'all. So I'm not trading SJ, especially in Dynasty. If you're in any Dynasty format and you, or, or league and you're holding SGA, continue to hold don't fall for the trap. He's going to be a stud for years to come. A um, couple more questions. This one is from Tim Tom. He says, Ingram and Stewart for LaMelo. No, like don't trade LaMelo. You, again, you spent a bunch of draft capital on him early on. You haven't even had a chance to like take him for a tra- test drive, right? You haven't even seen him on a court yet. You haven't even like witnessed his greatness yet. Don't go trading him for that, like for Ingram. Like, no, like I wouldn't even consider Stewart a real asset. So it's really just like Ingram for LaMelo. Stewart should be like on the waiver wire somewhere. So no, heck to the nah. Our last one, this one is from Ozalins. He says, is marketing for Fox good or should I sell higher? How valuable is marketing in head-to-head points? I wanted to end with this one because this is a topic that's coming up a lot. So like SGA, I had an opportunity to watch some Lori marketing, uh, Lori marketing footage and some some game film to kind of see if, if all the hype was real. And when he was in the uh, summer league, when he first came into the league, I watched him and I drafted him. I was like, yo, he's going to be good. But he never kind of his traje- his trajectory never really reached the maximum potential that I thought it could reach. You know what I'm saying? And then um, now he lands in Utah and he's just like on a whole nother level. So unlike you know my feelings about sj i don't know if marketing is real yet y'all so for me if somebody offered me fox for marketing right now i would take it just because i'm more confident in fox um you know 
ascending in terms of upside and 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 fantasy value. I'm more confident than I am with marketing. Marketing almost seems like it's some like fluky stuff happening. Again, looking at and play, it seems real, but I have more faith in what I've seen and known. And I know Fox can perform on a high level. You know what I'm saying? We're marketing. We've never seen anything like this from him. So that's why I would kind of um, stick to what's happening with my main man, De'Aaron Fox. All right. So now we want to do a brand new segment, a brand new segment. And it, it went down last week in the Q&A, but it went so well that I figured like, hey, why don't we just try to see if we can do this every week? This one is going to be called, and you're going to love this, Buy Low, Sell High. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on this week's Buy Low list, Let's start with Darius Garland. Darius Garland got injured, banged up, came back, didn't really perform. People are down on Garland. People are trading Garland. If you have someone in your league who's down on Garland, take advantage of him of, of that of that opportunity. See if you can buy low, send him some middle tier kind of guys and see if you can bring Garland home. The next person you want to buy low on is James Harden. As mentioned earlier, people are panicking. They're worried. They don't know what's going to happen with Harden. Is he going to be out for a long time? Is he going to be the same when he comes back? People are not um, confident when their players are on the IR. This is an opportunity for you to pounce on that and take advantage. I would send some offers for Harden. Evan Mobley. People are sleeping on Evan Mobley because he had a few bad games. He hasn't been performing on the level that you've expected, and you could probably get a really good deal on Mobley. The next guy is Jamal Murray. Again, coming back from a big injury, it might take him until after All-Star break to really see what he can do and what he will be this fantasy season. If you want to take a risk to see if you could throw some offers out there to get him for like a bottom tier kind of guy or a couple bottom tier guys, I would definitely make that move. Um, the next guy is Christian Wood. Christian Wood started off the season pretty good, and then he's kind of tapered off. He might hurt your field goal percentage or your free throw percentage um, in in uh, category leagues, but I think that uh, Christian Wood is solid, man. I really love that he can contribute some threes in that category. He's a really versatile big man, take you up the dribble, back you down to work. So I, I've always liked Christian Wood, and I think in that – uh, Jason Kidd offense that he'll do well. So I, I think he'll bounce back. So if you could make a move to buy low on Christian Wood, I would go for it. And here's the last one. The last one I'm not really sure about. I got to have a sip of coffee because uh, I, I don't believe I'm about to say this one. The next one is Kyrie Irving. Buying low on Kyrie Irving. People are out on Kyrie. Kyrie. People are like mad at Kyrie. I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want any smoke with anything to do with that stuff that's happening with Kyrie. But I would say that in terms of fantasy value, if he comes back, if he plays, if he cleans up this mess and you can buy low on him now, that could be like a league winning move. So for me, I'm I'm not sure if I would do it, but it's something as a fantasy community we might want to consider. But chances are with Kyrie's history, it won't work out. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about our, our sell-high players uh, for the week. So last week, one of my buy lows was Drew Holiday. And this week, just like clockwork, he is on the sell-high list. So when, when I was talking about 
you know, buy low on him. He wasn't performing. He had some really good games, and now he is a sell-high candidate. So I would try to sell high on Drew Holiday if you're holding him. Uh, the next guy is DeJounte Murray. We talked about him a little bit earlier. I think that he's another guy that, although I believe he'll bring tons of value, what he's been doing the last couple games, I think one game he had like 70, 80 fantasy points. Like, I don't know if he could sustain that level of production, y'all. So if you are holding him, this might be an opportunity for you to package him in with another player and maybe bring home one of those Lucas, Don, um, Jokers, Giannis's, you know what I'm saying? So see what you can do there in terms of uh, moving DeJounte Murray. Next up is OG Ananobi. OG is going off. I don't even know if I want to put him on a sell high list because I might want to just hold, especially with Pascal Siakam out. His short-term value is going to be insane. So keep an eye on it. If you are holding uh, OG Ananobi, you might want to consider seeing if you could package him in to get one of those top-tier first-round guys. But I'm tempted to just hold him, especially while Pascal is out. Next up is Kevin Herter. No one expected that Kevin Herter would, would have the type of season he's having, but he has been producing. People are saying it's very similar to you know um, Tyler Hero, things of that nature, but I'm not so crazy about Tyler Hero, especially because people were drafting him at a place where I wasn't comfortable drafting him. Kevin Herter, you got him for free off the waiver wire, right? So I think that if you could flip him to like, I don't know, like a, a, a ninth round value type of guy, I think that's good if you wanted to do that. I lean towards holding him and seeing how it plays out. However, if you wanted to package him and uh, DeJounte, or a Ananobi to get the Joker or something like that, then you could use his statistics and his fantasy production as like your argument for your case. Like, hey, look, he's averaging, you know, 50 points a game. DeJounte's averaging 50 points a game. And I'm saying just for example, I don't know what your league settings are, your scoring, but both of them are doing 100 together. Give me the Joker. Joker's only doing 70. Somebody might be like, oh, like the math works out. That's the way some people think when it comes to trades. Me personally, I like top-heavy teams. I like to have the Joker and Luca on my team and, you know, get some middle-tier people and, you know, to fill out the roster. But um, if you can move harder or package him to get a top-tier guy, we'll go for it. The next one is Christophe Porzingis, killing right now. I, God forbid, I, I like pray to the fantasy gods that he doesn't get injured. I do not want him to get injured, but he always gets injured. And it's just like, it's almost like some like somebody's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. You're like, okay, he's kind of waiting for it. And that's how I feel with Porzingis. I have him in the academy league that we talked about earlier. And I just feel that at any moment, he's going to like end up on the IR. And I pray that it doesn't happen. But, you know, it's just history shows that that's what happens. You know? The last person we're going to talk about for the sell high is Chris Paul. Sell high on Chris Paul. I think he's going to have a really good run, especially with Cameron Johnson out. But Chris Paul is somebody that he he can't sustain that kind of value, that that kind of output. So like if you can, you know, go ahead and swap him out for something else, you know, a younger guy or something like that, I would make the move. I'm just not too crazy about holding on to Chris Paul. With that being said, <clears throat> it is time for us. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. We're going to go ahead and shout out some of our discord members we're going to shout out some of our discord members and we do it every week and it's becoming to be a long list you know we are uh, i want to say we're at 997 uh 997 
members in our Discord right now. So that's huge. We have a bunch, a bunch of people, and I'm really grateful for you. So that's why every week I just want to take the time out, even if it takes five, 10 minutes of this episode, to just go through and shout everybody out to just show you how grateful we are for you. So with no further ado, let's dig in. First person is Rob1K. Yes. SF Dark Shadows. Love that name. Yair, what up? Ineth09. Okay. Tgal314. I see you. Luke Bram27. Okay. Y Benz, what up? Elash B96 underscore YT. That is one heck of a name. Kika Agbulo. Love it. Denoval1019. Korinic or Korinsek. That's K-O-R-E-N-C-E-K. JWTW, JMG, JM and what up? Uh, big up to the Steiner Recliner. That is one of the hardest names I have heard. Vincent DP, three, three dot R Mace, maximum zero caution. Big shot to Nedge C Pickle, Little Kiss 101. What up? I see you, Max YT with a bunch of X's. Nikoff, what up? Call of Duty, love that name. Louvs, uh, Louvs. ZC, love it. Slayer3749, yes. Expel all, yes. Baha, yes. Tubular Tinder21, okay. Texi, yes. 8 Austin or Austin, I like that. Sauce Like Sam, love that name. Looped3717, let's go. Dragon Boy, yeah. Carson, Buckeye, Quickville, Ty Lang, Tyler, Tyler Ori Chow. Jal booty <laughs> okay lctal what up riley clib rice kc at 26 yankas bankas i love that name yes casanova champ trexon breezier leech nine lev norsey let's go kaj mathusen dilly dilbar jordan i see you rainy yo yo larry lighter bars bales uzi okay be careful FinCon3333, Garzina, Latuzan14, Hamgar, Ben Leslie, what up, Ben? Abnar Sinestro, Jar L, I see you, Bob the Builder, let's get it, Ben, Mako, K Ghost, Katu32, Glitchy, Mr. Buzz26, Blue E Picking2005, Org XL, AK416, Tintin. Z, Dang12334, Anori, Glennedy. That's a that's a really cool name. Blazing, Haley Warrior, Yay. What up, Yay? Oh, I'm so happy to see you here, Yay. 3170, Walter, Insta Kill Mode. Oh, that's that name is maybe Little Boy, Alex Caruso Lover. Yes. Then the Stank Man. <laughs> Big D, uh, Moroccan Koala, ZL Recoil, CZ, Not Reese, Vesapi, love that name. Jasco 8, love it. Flo Dalla, what up? Asian Kid 48, welcome to the fam. Acacian, No Riz Arab, ZB, ZBVMPS, I think it's Z Bumps, I don't know. Z, TKTV 2.0, Drexel, Sal, Corey Carmichael. Jim 53, Cold Heart Jose. Ugh, that's cold, man. Dr. Fells. Hey, Doc. Zach, fire. 
Hot Cheesy, <laughs> Nate Hyper, Alex 06, Bob One, Zippy, Sam, Jews, as in Jewels, David Gilks, Action, Galaxy King, Frenzy, Michael Ness, Gadget, Mike T. Taco, Z and Damasa, Bahir, Gaming Star 2399, R. Mikado, J. Hawk, Majo, uh, HF, Who, What, Night. I love the underscores, really clear. Brody, what up, Brody? Klee2428, ooh, something in, I'm not sure if that's Chinese language there. Very cool. Kami, Karen K, Note, Michael C, A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-L-A-A-C-
wow. That might be the most people that we had joined the group since we started. That is amazing. Thank you so much. If I said your name wrong, I am so sorry about that. Before we go, I want to take time to uh, shout out the creator of the week, the, the fantasy basketball creator of the week. This week, it's Barack Lesnar Hoops, who just hit 3,000 subs on YouTube. Congratulations to him. Please check out his content, especially his uh, sell highs and buy low videos. Very, very valuable stuff. Um, now, if you have an idea for a future episode, please do me a big favor and drop it in the comments and let us know. Also, please join the Discord group, the Discord server that I just talked about. Please join if you need help with waivers, pickups, trades, dynasty questions, team names, the works. All you have to do is hit the link in the description of this episode to join us. Also, please take a minute to bang on that subscribe button, hit us with a thumb, thickety thumbs up, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, play the waivers, set your lineups, and check out the next episode, you freaking fantasy nerd. That was harsh. See you next week.